The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPM Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next game. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it again. And welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, October the 19th, which means we are here to preview the Sunday morning games for week number seven. I am Ryan McIntyre, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Mr. Old Fashioned Football himself, Justin Mark. J. Mark, how are you doing, my friend? We're live. Everybody gets to see our beautiful faces. (laughs) Yes, indeed, and they can see uh, my winnings from uh, our Thursday night prop bet. Uh, you got that already? It got it just Holy got cow. in this morning, so <laughs> I was. Uh, this is perfect timing. Washington, Chicago. We put a nice little friendly wager on it. A uh, nice little bourbon bottle. So obviously, Washington did get the win. I guess so. I will uh, enjoy this bottle. I guess when we play your Packers. Yeah, pathetic game. Pathetic game. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm uh, surprised it got there though. So. I was saying this on the old fashioned football. You can't legally um, mail alcohol unless you're a distributor. So I uh, told the lady it was hot sauce because you have to say it's a liquid. And she's like, oh, so it's only hazardous if you drink the whole bottle. It's <laughs> like, I guess so. Whatever works, lady. Just please send it. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, my uh, fiance got the package before I got home and she's like, well, why does it say fragile? Like it, what's in there? I, did you order a plan or something? I said, no, no, that's she goes, what did you order from Iowa? I said, oh, that's what that's my winnings from uh, Thursday night. So, <laughs> yeah, no, glad it got here before we uh, dive into this slate. We got seven games, so we got a shorter slate. We are going to bounce back this week. I'm confident of that, J-Mark, now that we're live. What's your initial thoughts on this? I mean, we're entering, what, the second third of the NFL season, six six weeks in, so a third through. What's What catches your eye when you look at these seven games? Oh, some of these are nasty, and some of them you know the books are just – they want you to take what looks obvious. We talked about a little bit about that pre-show. There's some that they look obvious – We'll see if they really are obvious um, as we break it down. But, yeah, big matchup for your commanders with uh, Heineke getting the start now that Wentz is out. He's back, yeah. And, you know, everybody that tuned in right away heard the promo code at the merch store that we're offering uh, 15% off until the Eagles and Giants lose next. It's obviously Sean and Ryan trying to rub it into us Washington <laughs> fans that they're combined 11-1 and over there at the main station. Did it hurt you just a little bit reading that? It did. It did. I was like, I can't believe I got to read this. And then on top of it, I got Dallas at four and two. And then I'm just sitting well alone in the basement. (laughs) Hey, it's still anybody's game. I mean, seven playoff spots can still get there. Well, yeah, no, we got Heineke now. So, I mean, it's a different game and we'll get, we'll get into that game here shortly. But if you're looking for a place to bet some games this weekend and get some action on the games, I got the perfect place for you. Win bet. Think of the joining win bet. Now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. Looking to join win bet biggest winners club. Whoever hits the biggest parlay on win bet odds wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week's winner of the biggest winners club was a New York better who hit a plus 15,000 parlay on all live money lines, wagering $110 and 40 cents to win a grand total of $16,743 and 56 cents. Win bet truly degens only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to head over to, to, to do is head over to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know that we sent you. That's the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. 
Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older. Present in the same state where you play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Well, you know what, J-Mark? This is our first live show, so I, instead of looking over at my notes on which game's next, I like this little toggle thing on the side that we got so I can just click on which game we're on. So we're going to lead it off uh, down. You're talking about fishy lines. We're going to start right away. The New York football giants, 5-1 and one New York football giants, are going down to Jacksonville, and they're three-point dogs. And the over-under set at 42. Does this line smell, or does it smell? Oh, my gosh. Um, it, yeah, because you know when something looks obvious, because I think it looks obvious that we should be taking the giants – it's usually not obvious. I mean, the books make a lot of money for a reason, right? Um, it, but we could throw all sorts of stats out about this game. Jaguars defense has been decent. They've been able to move the ball. Brian Dabble, he is turning out to be a heck of a coach. Um, just he's a gutsy coach. He fires the team up. And I don't know if I can bet against him until they start blowing games. Um, I know we, we both talked about a week ago that they're going to start crashing back down to earth at some point. Right. Um, hopefully Kramer doesn't listen to that cause I'd like to keep my job, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, I just, I have to ride with dabble here. He's doing a great job. Um, the Ravens couldn't beat this team. So I don't feel like the Jags can, that's just how I'm looking at it right now, though. I think there was some bad luck there for the Ravens, but yeah, I, I'm rolling with the giants at plus three. What, what are you taking here? So you mentioned it. I feel like I say this every week, and they just keep burning me, the Giants. I'm like, this is the worst four and or three and one team ever, the worst four and one team ever. <laughs> and I guess I, if I said that, that I got to say they're the worst five and one team record, but I got to give them credit, man. I mean, Dayball, he's as good as they come at second half adjustments. Five, five comeback wins already, been an underdog in every single game. But like you said, the books know what they're doing here. I'm riding with the Jaguars, even though they've lost 18 straight games straight up against the NFC dating back to 2018. But I think Doug Peterson knows how to win NFC East games dating back to his Philly days. I think this is I think the Jaguars have been on the wrong side of a couple games, the Indy game, the Houston game uh, before that, the Philly game where they jump out to a 14 nothing lead. I think they get right this week. And I think these teams kind of regress and directions that they've been more towards the mean if that makes sense it's another reason i can't take the jaguars right now they ruined our dog pick we uh yeah, both took them last week and then they let colts get back in that so yeah that, i gotta stick with the giants just because of that <laughs> yeah no i was pretty bitter on sunday when they led <laughs> the entire game till 17 damn seconds left and matt ryan finds a way and we'll get to the colts i we're trying to figure that team out as well how they're above 500 but yeah, no, it is this line stinks. How how are you uh grading these Giants going forward? Obviously, five and one. You read all the stats going forward. They're the first ever negative DVOA team in the history to be five and one. Actually, there's a second. The other team is the Minnesota Vikings, who are currently five and one as well, who seem to figure out ways to win as well. But I mean, are you are you backing these Giants going forward as a playoff team, or do you think they regress a little bit? Dabble has me believing. Um, I wish I could say no, because as many times as Kramer has thrown out how good Dan Jones is and how bad Justin Fields is, I wish I could say that I don't believe in this team. But as long as they continue to feed Saquon Barkley and he stays healthy, that defense is playing well, the offense is doing enough um, with Dan Jones. And I mean, they're finally starting to get healthy at receivers. Um, that's going to make a big difference. I just, this is a decently built team but it's a very good coach team um makes me very bitter that we the bears did not hire dabble but it, it is what it is and i think i have to ride with them for now what about you i know you're against them anyway since they're in your division <laughs> i think they're going to come back to the pack a little bit i actually was on their over under in the preseason uh win total it was seven and a half and i thought they were going to be better than what people thought just because of the dayball hire and I talked about it with Rod. It kind of feels like what he's doing with Dan. Dan, I, I call him Dan Jones like I'm programmed because of Kramer right. now. But, uh, what he's doing with Jones is similar to what I saw with Harbaugh when he took over in San Francisco with Alex Smith. He's simplifying the game. 
Um, a lot of similarities with the two before Alex Smith got hardball. He turned the ball over just like Jones, but now he's, they're not turning it over. Um, it's kind of just, and they're right in the running game with Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And Saquon is, uh, we're going to talk about him in our next show. Um, when we go over kind of the awards market and where it's at with comeback player of the year, but Saquon is playing amazing. Yeah. Playing very no, it, well. It's fun to watch Saquon, uh, play well just because of how many injuries he's had over the years and it was just a matter of when if 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 not when when he was going to get going just because of the injuries had derailed his career so far but uh yeah no so we're on opposite sides to start this show so maybe <laughs> it, i'm sure we'll be on a couple opposite sides hopefully not as many as a couple past weeks yeah yep um especially i i don't know seems like when we agree things don't go our way when we disagree they don't <laughs> i mean we're we're on a bad, uh, bad losing streak here. So we got to do this live show is going to bring us back. I can feel it. Well, yeah, we've been back in the Packers too much. That's the problem. You should have talked me out of it as much as you hated the Packers <laughs> over all these years. <laughs> they were my lock last week. I didn't Same. see any way that they wouldn't cover and then they don't even win. I know, I, you know, they might, they're, they're back to being dead for you. Yep. Absolutely. Well, if you look at the bottom of the screen, we're moving on to the next game. And we're going to, if you've been back in this team, you've uh, had quite the season so far. The Atlanta Falcons, 6-0 and against the spread, are going to the jungle, Cincinnati. And the Bengals are laying 6.5. The over-under is 47.5. The Bengals pulled out a great win last week. They trailed the entire game against a Saints team that's just gritty, even despite being down multiple starters. Where are you going in this one, man? Feels like you automatically want to take the Falcons. And now the public is all over the Falcons. And you know that that always scares me away because mm -hmm. public dogs has flea, have fleas, as I said. I mean, they're 6-0 against the spread. Who wouldn't take them? But the Bengals have been very good against the spread, especially the last four games. Um, there's just there's a lot that's going into this as far as the, the Falcons are banged up at cornerback. And I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, I think they're going to be able to take advantage of that. Not to mention Joe Mixon, his stats haven't been great, but he's been good. He's good late in the game. He can pound the rock. Um, I want to take the Falcons, but I, it feels like a trap this week. It feels like this is the week that they're going to lose um, against the spread. So I, I'm going to ride with the Bengals to win by a touchdown here. What, what side are you going with the public here? No, I'm on the other side with you as well, and I feel gross fading the Falcons <laughs> since they're 6-0. But Atlanta – or so, sorry, Cincinnati's been actually very good defensively this year, believe it mm -hmm. or not, especially against the run. And I feel like this Falcons team, like you said, they're due for a letdown. This is a cross-conference uh, cross, uh, matchup where they got to go to an AFC opponent, early kick, and I – I think the Bengals are actually starting to play better, and it, I, I know they still struggle to protect Joe Burrow with that offensive line, but I don't think the Falcons are going to get after him the way other teams have got after him. And it, it just feels like, like you said, the Bengals are kind of getting in the groove right now. There's three and three after six. They, they've got the experience, and, and the Atlanta Falcons are banged up in the secondary as well. Yeah, yeah, the the – being banged up in the secondary is really going to hurt them because those receivers are going to be able to get open quick enough that that defensive line's not going to get to Burrow. That's how I see it going down. So he's going to have enough time to get the ball out. Um, you're right. They have really struggled to protect him, continue to struggle. But um, I, I just don't think Atlanta's got the defensive personnel, especially right now with their health, um, to to kind of slow this offense down. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, and, it, you know, it's gross whenever trying to fade a, like you said, a 6-0 ATS team, but this public, this dog has some fleas, in my opinion, just like you said, and the Falcons, I mean, they're not going to cover every game. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> or <laughs> maybe they they'll do, just burn I mean, us like the Giants right. and Jets have been burning us. So. Right, if they so if all... they cover this one, I'll be permanently on them until they start not. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. So we are on the same side on that one, and then we're moving on to a another game that's a touchdown favorite. And this is – I'm interested to hear your take on this one because the Detroit Lions are coming off a bye. They got embarrassed in New England. They're 1-4. and four. 
And they're going to Dallas. Dak returns. Shout out to Cooper Rush. I mean, as much as I can't stand the Cowboys, if you told every Dallas Cowboy fan after week one that Cooper Rush was going to come in and go four and one uh, straight up, the, everybody would have said, where do I sign on that till Dak comes back? So right. he did his job. I know they lost to Philly. Tough, tough atmosphere. He, he, had, he made some bad mistakes. But Dallas is laying seven at home. The over-under set at 48 and a half. Are you getting behind Dak in his return? Or are you uh, back in these Lions? So the Dak's injury was similar to Russell Wilson's last year. And when we saw Russ Wilson come back from that last year, he started slow, right? It seemed like it took him a while to kind of get that throwback, get that grip. Um, and the Lions defense has been terrible. We know that. So this Horrible. is a really good welcome back game for Dak because he's going against the worst defense in the NFL um swift is should be back for detroit that really lifts their offense up as good as jamal williams is as a backup swift just adds another element the the thing that really sticks out to me so everybody was all over this dallas defense and how good they are and i'm not saying they're not good however before they played the eagles they had not played a team that was top 15 in points per game or top 15 in yards per game then they play the eagles they get beat Lions are top 15 in points per game and top 15 in yards per game. So I think they're going to be able to actually challenge this defense a little bit. Seven with Dak just coming back, going to get his rhythm, shake the rust off. The Lions getting healthy again. I think the Lions are going to be able to stay competitive in this game. Um, do I think they're going to win? No, but I think they're going to be competitive. Um, so I, I'm going to take the Lions plus seven. I'm with you on this one, and you stole the words right out of my mouth in terms of comparing Dak to what Russell looked like coming back last year off his thumb injury. It took him a couple weeks. Last year, Dak missed the game in Minnesota where Cooper Rush got his first start. He comes back the next week. They lose to Denver at home. The Lions have been really good off the bye, 14-5 um, and five in their last um, 19. That would be ATS off buys, and then also – they were really good last year coming off the bye under Dan Campbell as well. And there's another trend that teams coming off the bye that are going on the road are extremely extremely more profitable than the teams at home. So I'm with you. I like the Lions. And what, what why did everybody fall in love with the Lions last year? Because they covered these bigger numbers. These touch, yeah. They they started becoming a favorite or just a two or three point dog, and that's when you would fade them. So I think they're back in their proper role of a nice big dog. I think this is a good spot, sleepy spot for Dallas coming off the big Philly game, big Super Bowl matchup for them. I think the Cowboys probably win the game in the end, but I, I'm with you. I think the Lions are right there. It comes down to a field goal. Yep, agreed. Um, what do you think of these Cowboys going forward? I mean, obviously, so so in our narrative, this is going to be a close game. This There's nothing better than for Dallas being in the headlines Monday morning if <laughs> Dak struggles in his return against Detroit of all teams. What, what, what do you think of this Dallas team with Dak going for? Can they challenge the Eagles in the NFC, you think? At this point, I don't know if anybody can challenge the Eagles in the NFC because they're playing just so well. They've put together a great team as far as um, offense, defense, everything across the board. They're very solid, and they have a lot of depth as well. Um, I, but I think the Cowboys are going to push into the playoffs. I think they're going to stay competitive. I do have belief in Dak coming back and performing well. So much, though, that I traded for him in my my big money league in fantasy football. I did trade to get Dak. Um, I'm 5-1, and one, but I, my quarterback situation just really up in the air. So I think he's going to do well, and hopefully, hopefully for Cowboys fans, well as in football as well. I think he'll do well as far as patent stats because he always does that every year. But um, as far as challenging the Eagles – I don't think they can get there. That the Eagles defense is too good. The offense is too good. I know you hate hearing that as a commanders fan, but um, <laughs> just yeah, everything I've seen from them so far, it's, I'm not an Eagles fan. I, you know, I do the, the Eagles articles and it, it, it's hard not to root for them at this point. Unless you're in the division, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying the Packers, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think we're going to see that matchup three times. Obviously we just saw it on Sunday. So that's, round one of a three-game gauntlet, it seems like. Those those two teams are destined to play each other in the playoffs. 
if the Cowboys can simplify the game plan for Dak like they did for Cooper Rush, I think they're as good as anybody in the NFC. But when you pay a guy that much, we'll see if like the egos get in the way. Like it seems like they always do in Jerry World. Yeah, yeah. I saw he's in headlines too for kind of getting in a little um, heated argument with Robert Kraft. So he's he's always doing something, always up to something. <laughs> hey, he he wasn't the only NFL owner that was in the headlines at the NFL owners meeting. <laughs> Washington True. play a hey, Washington plays Indy next week. By the way, do they? <laughs> <laughs> of course. And hey, a real real quick back to Detroit. I was pulling this up as we were talking. Detroit last last year before the bye got drilled by Philly 44 to 6 if you remember that game came out of the bye went to Pittsburgh and tied them so every time that they've gotten drilled under Dan Campbell they responded the following game Yeah yep um true and real quick before you do your ad read, I just got confirmation that my five-year-old nephew, who's not at school today, is watching. So hi, Aiden. There you go. I love. <laughs> I jack our out. first live show. <laughs> go, go, go Bears Monday night. That's right. Go Bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you mentioned it. We are going to be right back after this uh, commercial break. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform to, available today. Play and pick them contests versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win the big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house at 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player props over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with the promotion code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. And we are also brought to you by Babbel, my favorite Babbel. You know, I use Babbel. Because whenever I go on a foreign tour trip in the summers, I need a little freshen up on my Spanish or wherever I'm going. So I use Babbel because you know why Babbel's convenient. All it takes is 10 minutes to complete a lesson. That, that's crazy to me that all, all you need is 10 minutes having real life conversations in a new language as little as three weeks. Other language using lear learning apps have their lessons that are up to 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers and not computers. Their, their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective with Babbel. You can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and even German. And there's going to be a Ger German NFL game coming up between the Bucks and Seahawks. So if you're going over to that game, you probably should get on Babbel and refresh up on your German headed over there. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription today. Babbel, language for life. Yeah, no, I didn't realize that there was a German game uh, until I was scrolling through the schedule since we're at that point in the season. I was like, hey, you yeah. know what? We got a Germany game coming up. So, yeah. But uh, before we get to that, we got to finish up this week. And we're going to go to a game we've already seen a couple weeks ago. The Indianapolis Colts are going to Tennessee. Tennessee's laying two and a half. They met a couple weeks ago. Titans went into Indy, won 24-17, over under 42 and a half. Seems perfectly priced considering 24-17. <laughs> what is your take on this one, J-Mark? So, I mean, we we picked this. I, I don't even remember what we picked this at when they played a couple weeks ago. But I, I feel like we were on the wrong side of it. Um, here we go. Another divisional matchup. Tennessee's covered four of the last five and one straight up four of the last five. Um, Tennessee won by seven when they were four-plus dogs, four-point dogs. Um, last matchup this week i'm riding the dogs again though i think the colts kind of found a way to move the ball well they are supposed to get jonathan taylor back naheem hines is supposed to be back um he he is really good in the uh passing game and i think they just matt ryan threw the ball 58 times i don't think that he can sustain throwing the ball 58 times but taylor being back of course is a huge aspect to their game and 
I just think they're going to be able to move the ball on these Titans and cover that two and a half and, and, and win straight up. Wait, what side are you on on this one? So we actually were on the Titans the first time. Were we? Okay. Yeah. So, so we, we, were, right. we were on, we were on the right <laughs> side of that one. And so we agreed on that one. I'm agreeing with you here. And I was hesitant because obviously Vrabel, like you said, that he owns Indianapolis for the most part, but I think the Colts have found something these last couple of weeks and a couple of weeks ago, the Colts outgained them by a hundred yards. They should have won the game. Probably you looking at the advanced stats. So, I mean, you get a revenge angle less than a month later. I think it evens out. I think the Colts, like you said, cover the two and a half. And honestly, I think they win it. They, for some reason, they play better in Tennessee when they play the Titans than they do at home in Indianapolis. Yeah, I've noticed that. It's weird. It, it should it, be the other way around, obviously, but. Yeah, and and Frank Reich's been really good on the road versus opponents that are over 500. He's 13 and 10 straight up, 16 or 17 and 6 against the spread. And it seems like actually Matt Ryan, I know we, we call him old as shit every time we watch <laughs> him, but he almost threw for 400 yards last week. So yeah, how, how are you uh, handicapping these two going forward? These seem like these two teams seem so evenly matched. I know they're different with their style of play with Tannehill versus Ryan. They do both have two superstar backs, but I mean, how, how do you see this division playing out going forward? It's going to be neck and neck really. Um, the Colts main thing is they need to keep, uh, Matt Ryan upright and that's kind of been a struggle I mean this Colts team they they almost forced Andrew Luck into retirement basically he they he got so frustrated with how they built the team that he gave up right so um yeah. and now Matt Ryan throwing the ball 58 times with Matt Ryan is not the way for them to win especially when you have Jonathan Taylor I know he was injured and that's probably why they did that though Deion Jackson did great filling in for him but um I just, this is going to be another neck and neck. I don't know if either one of them are going to get a good enough advantage. And I don't think either one of them have a team to make a good playoff push anyways. Um, despite having their strong running backs, both have not been as effective. I'm not saying they're running bad. They just aren't as effective as they have been in the past. Um, but I just, I think they're going to they're going to fight it out. They're going to beat each other up almost in this division it seems like and come out worse for the wear when it's the playoff time, but um yeah, they might both sneak in here. I don't know. What are you feeling for them? I actually like the Jags over both of these teams. I know the Jags are sitting at 2 and 4, but I think they're better, they're younger and faster than both these teams. But I I think, like you said, these two teams are evenly matched. They're going to go blow for blow. The interesting thing with Indianapolis is after this they will have played what five out of their seven or five out of their six divisional games already through seven weeks. So yep. they've kind of already they are what they are. I mean they started slow tying Houston and then beating uh or sorry getting their ass beat by Jacksonville, but they've kind of rallied a little bit here over these last couple of weeks. So I, I'm with you. I think it's gonna go neck and neck, but I think it's a disadvantage that Indianapolis isn't going to be playing their division anymore. Yeah, that that could very well be. Um, I can look at it both ways because, you know, your division, your divisional matchup always plays you the hardest and kind of beats you down. But um, I, that could also make them a little, uh, I guess, rusty in these big moment games, you know? Yeah. Well, especially with how bad their division is for the most yeah, part. Right. So I, I like the, your Jags pick too. I, they're a better than their record team. And, and I think they're yeah. putting pieces together. Um, it, it's not, all the way there yet, but I don't think that doesn't mean they can't get there by the end of this year. Well, yeah, and the market's telling you that too, with them being favored by three against uh, the Giants this week, who are three and one. So they are better. They've had some, they've had some bad luck, three straight one score losses. But yeah, no, it'll be interesting monitoring this AFC South going forward, for sure. Oh, man, there's your next game. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to hearing what you got on this one. I, I think you can guess which side I'm going to be on. Green Bay is going to D.C. Green Bay has continuously let J. Mark and I down, well, especially me. J, J. Mark takes him every now and then, but <laughs> even when they lose, he's happy. Green Bay's laying five and a half in D.C. Over under is 41 and a half. What do you think here, man? Does, do the Packers right the ship? This Green Bay team is broken. It, it is. Um, they asked Rodgers what they needed to do differently on offense, and he said it needs to get simpler. I, 
I don't think he's taking a shot at himself. I think he's taking a shot at all those guys around him. Um, as we know, he kind of likes to do. Um, the defense is not playing up to what they should for the pieces they have on defense. Maybe Rodgers is just taking too many hallucinogens on the offseason. I don't know. <laughs> but um, last year when Heineke played them, he opened up quick and strong. Um, he ran the ball well on them, um, doing little bootleg runs that were design runs for Heineke, which I think is what I think that's why Heineke to me is better than Wentz because he's got a lot of mobility. Um, he passed the ball. Well, I think you're going to see Terry McLaurin stock go up because Heineke loves throwing to him. And the, last year, it seemed like it was a close game for a while before the Packers pulled ahead. I don't think the Packers have that offense anymore. I really don't. Um, as much as you want to say, like everybody wants to say how great Rodgers is, he's not performing well with this makeshift offensive line, these receivers that can't seem to get open or catch the ball when he does drop it to them. I know he's blaming his injury, or he's not. The The media is blaming his injury for his poor performance, but some of those throws he made, it didn't look like it was bothering him at all. Just my opinion. Maybe that's just me being a Packer hater. But <laughs> I, I'm rolling with your commanders here. I think Heineke fires this team up. I think they found a really good um, recipe to win with Brian Robinson, and the Packers have been bad at stopping the run. And so Brian Robinson carrying the ball, Gibson getting mixed in there, I think they're going to be able to kind of control that. Even Heineke running the ball. Um, and I think they're going to – they might be a live dog. And if they do, we really have to ask ourselves, are the Packers done? Are they considered out this year um, and going down, you know? Because I really think this commander's team could do it. I know you enjoyed that last part. The, oh, the question, proposing the question, are the Packers <laughs> done? I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you on this team is better with Heineke than Wentz. It's the way it's constructed. It's not a good offensive line. You're right. When they won four in a row with Heineke last year, they wrote Antonio Gibson in that defense. And you mentioned it. Green Bay's offensive line is struggling to protect for Rodgers right now. You saw that defensive line uh, firsthand, even without Chase Young Thursday night with Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, John yeah. Allen. They, they're they going to get after Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it's 100% that Aaron Rodgers is going to play on Sunday, too. Yeah, and that's huge if he doesn't, obviously. Or maybe it lifts this team. Maybe he is the problem. Maybe nobody, <laughs> none of these new guys, um, these young guys right out of college, maybe they don't want to take that old guy's shit, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might be the Jordan Love show. But, yeah, no, I was listening to a little bit of uh, Packers radio this morning preparing for the show, and they're not 100% sure that he's going to play. Maybe he tries to fight it out last second. But they also got to look at, man, they got, but they're at Buffalo next week. So if they yeah. don't win this game, they're staring three and five, right in the freaking eye. And I'm with you though. I mean, I think this Washington offense is going to be way more dynamic with Heineke because his legs are going to be able to hide the deficiencies of the offensive line. I think they ride Brian Robinson and don't forget about Antonio Gibson. He had a couple explosions against the bears. I yeah. think why I was cautiously, very cautiously optimistic about Wentz, hoping and praying that it would work, obviously it didn't, was that he could stretch the ball downfield. They don't need to stretch the ball downfield because they can get the ball to Curtis Samuel, J.D. McKissick, uh, uh, Terry McLaurin, obviously. Everybody knows Terry. And then Jahan Dotson in intermediate routes and bubble screens and stuff like that. They have so many weapons that Wentz just wasn't using because he wouldn't get rid of the freaking ball. Yeah, no, I agree. And I know this isn't a fantasy football show, but once was the ninth ranked fantasy football quarterback because of the yards he put up. Um, it seems like he always ended up turning it over right when they're around the end zone there. But yeah, um, I think Heineke's going to be yeah, right. I think Heineke's going to be better because he's going to utilize his legs better. Um, he's going to move around. And, you know, last you touched on their defense last week against the Bears they were pressuring fields constantly. And I know the bears offensive line isn't like a really good measurement because they're terrible, but Justin Fields can run around 20 times better than Aaron Rodgers can, in my opinion. So mm -hmm. they're going to get after Rodgers. It's going to be one of those games where he's frustrated if he plays again. Um, and yeah, I, this, this is a live dog. I love it. I love uh, if they would win, I don't think, there's any way the Packers can put together enough of a team and drives to beat the Bills next week. So, I mean, that's just – that's got me on uh, on uh, a very – 
getting hey. let's get the Packers out of there. Let's stop talking about them. <laughs> hey, if uh, Washington does pull this uh, plus one ninety money line upset, am I allowed to mention wild card race? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's the NFC, man. Anything could happen. Hey, and a trend going in our direction. Washington backup quarterback. This is such a Washington trend. Their first game as a backup quarterback coming out in the last 10 games since 2019, they're seven, two and one against the spread. So yeah, they get a little jolt from the backup quarterback and you mentioned it. That team likes to play for Heineke and not when, so I'm with you. I fast forward when we pick out the dog, I think this is definitely a live candidate for that dog pick. Absolutely. That's way too much time on Washington. We just spent, <laughs> by the way. So the audience is like, move it along. Half, of that, was, half of that was me <laughs> trashing the Packers. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they're like, move it along. We know you like Washington. They suck. So anyway, <laughs> let's move uh, to the other team in the DMV. And that's the Baltimore Ravens. This is an interesting game because the Browns are coming off an ass beating against New England where they were embarrassed at home. They are six and a half point underdogs over under 45 and a half. I don't know where to start with this Ravens team. I, I like the Ravens uh, first half line, whatever it is, yeah. because they're not, I know Terrell's good. When Terrell listens to the show, he's going to like that bet. Cause that's his lock every week and it keeps winning. Yeah. No kidding. Um, these Browns, I still sticking by They're cursed by that horrible logo. They put in center field Brownie, the elf, that thing is terrible looking. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I still am saying that that's their curse this year. But um, Baltimore's covered the spread in five of the last five games against the Browns. They have their number. They were underdogs in one of those, but otherwise they've been favored by three, by three, by seven and ten. Two rivals don't like each other, obviously, but what the Browns do well is run the ball, right? Ravens defense, seventh in yards allowed um, on the ground per game. So I think the Browns might struggle at that. Um, I, I know the Browns defense has been good that with miles Garrett pressuring quarterbacks, they have been good at that, but they just, they haven't been good enough on defense and the Ravens are fourth in points per game. I just don't, I don't see, um, I don't see the Ravens losing this one. They got to be mad that they lost towards the end of that game against the giants, a game that they should have won. And, um, with how Buffalo's playing, with how Kansas City is playing, the Ravens, if they want to be in contention for one of these best AFC teams, they're going to have to win games. They're going to have to win them by a lot and prove to people and prove to themselves that they can do this. So I'm going to take the Ravens by a touchdown. What side are you on on this one? So I, I honestly really don't like this game. I like the Ravens' first half. Uh, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> seeing it at minus three and a half. So, I mean, that seems oh, yeah. like it's automatic every week, like I said. I'm going to lean Browns just because it's a divisional game. And the Ravens have proven time and time this year, whether it was the Dolphins, whether it was the Bills, whether it was uh, last week against the Giants, they, no lead is safe with them. I think the Browns, I mean, I, I know one thing. If if Nick Chubb doesn't it doesn't get more than 12 carries, Kevin Stefanski should be fired. So, oh, no. Um, that was embarrassing last week. So I think they get back to running the ball. I know the Ravens are pretty good against the run, but this is Nick Chubb. I'm just one in doubt. Like Kevin Stefanski as a dog in divisional matchups is actually eight and seven against the spread when he's a favorite, he's eight and 17. So maybe I think he keeps it. I'm thinking like Ravens win a six point game. I think it's a bait, honestly, that it's not seven or more. Yeah, that very well could be. Because, like you said, like th this Browns team, and honestly, I'm going to throw Kramer's stat out there. He gave this out with the Steelers last week, where a team gets drilled by 21 or more points the previous week. You just take them blindly, the close your eyes special the following week. And yeah. I, I was shocked that this line wasn't over seven. So this is kind of just trying to zig while they or zag while they zig, whatever they say, you know? <laughs> Play chess <laughs> while everyone's playing checkers. Yes, yes. <laughs> chess and chess, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, but not a strong not a strong play on this one. Other than the Ravens will dominate in the first half, like they always do. Yeah, yep. Um, I think there's got to we need to find the trend for you taking the Browns because I feel like when you take the I Browns, they don't do well for you. <laughs> you know, it's something about me taking teams that like to suffer. Maybe I just misery likes company. So you <laughs> there know, you go. <laughs> the Browns fit that bill. I, I feel like I take the Bears too a good amount. Hey, speaking of teams that are awful and like company. 
the Tampa Bay, but not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but where they're going. Tampa Bay is laying 10 and a half at the worst team in the NFL. No doubt. And everybody can agree on that. The Carolina is the worst team in the NFL. The over-under is set at 40 and a half. Man, oh, this game reeks too. This one's tough. Um, yeah. It really is because I thought the Buccaneers were going to easily cover against the Steelers. And they even knocked Kenny Pickett out with a concussion and they didn't cover. They lost outright. So this one is tough looking at it. Um, I did see Sam Darnold is off injured reserve. Now Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play. So this could be the, the PJ Walker show again. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think I don't trust these Buccaneers. I think Brady is too distracted um, with his divorce or whatever is going on with his life. Um, he's just not playing like the same Brady. That line isn't, you know, they showed him screaming at the line. Um, when one of his players was down injured and getting ready to get carted off the field, he's just throwing his warm ups. Like, I don't think this team, I think they're kind of falling away from Brady. Um, it's similar to the Rodgers thing. I don't yes. know if the team likes them, you know, um, and I don't know if this team likes Brady. And I think his time is his He should have stayed retired. And I think I just, I have to take the 10 and a half at the Panthers. I don't necessarily feel good about it, but there's nothing about this Bucks team that inspires me to take them by 10 and a half anymore. Even when they are going against a team like the Panthers. This is just like an SGPN special where you got to take the home divisional dog when you're getting double digit points. There's no way in hell you can lay 10.5 with Tampa Bay right now, just like you can't do it with uh, Green Bay right now. These two teams deserve, definitely do not deserve to be laying 10.5 or more at this time. And I mean, the home dogs, home divisional dogs since 2020 are 52 and 37 against the spread. It, 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 it kills me because last week I said to my buddy, I said, if you let me take the Panthers ever again, <laughs> shoot me. Cause like <laughs> I cannot take that. I cannot get behind this team ever again. But then I see this line and I'm like, man, maybe everybody was one week early taking the Panthers. Maybe this is the game. First game back home. They got rid of Robbie Anderson where they pop up and maybe they lose like 17 to 10 or something. Yeah. Um, I I don't think either of these teams is going to put up a lot of points. That under is very in play. Uh, Unless there's some scenario where Brady finally shows up and is pissed off and the team plays for him. But I I just don't see that happening at this point. 100% with you. And, I mean, like you said, like you can't take Brady right now with with the way that they're going. I mean, for them to lose to Pittsburgh, he never loses to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, and he played Pittsburgh – in the glory days of Pittsburgh with Big Ben and company where they had pro bowlers, this Pittsburgh team sucks. And for him to lose that game, I, you're right. I mean, when does he ever miss a walkthrough for a wedding? He's not He's not in it right now. No, not at all. Um, and the Pittsburgh, you know, no T.J. Watt, no Minka Fitzpatrick, two of their best defensive players, and Brady still couldn't take advantage of that and beat them. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot going on there. He's too distracted, and I really think he should have just – if he wants to live his personal life, he should have stayed retired because his heart doesn't seem to be in football right now. Him and Rogers. And you know yeah. what? You know what they might need to do? They both might need to just start watching FUBU TV because they're not engaged right now. If you watch football, you need FUBU TV. FUBU TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge, over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FUBU TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to fubutv.com slash that's fubutv.com slash SGP, fubutv.com slash SGP. We are also brought to you by Odds Trader. You're probably wondering where J Mark and I are getting all these odds for these upcoming games this weekend. It's no other than Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal possible. The app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. 
It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activities. Key features such as handicap and play-by-play, live scores, player sets, key game, uh, projected game day weather now, now that it's getting cold. Bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your games, most importantly, with all your betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And I cut myself off because I wanted to say my favorite play in that was um, I like the under in that Carolina. I, that would be my side if I had to really handicap uh, that Carolina Tampa Bay game. I'm sh- I know you're on the same side. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I know this isn't a total show, but I know um, Scott and Terrell both gave that out as well. So go listen to their episode yesterday. I love listening to those guys to prepare for. I know we pick sides, but to hear their angle on these over-unders and totals to help me play my sides going into uh, our show. For sure, yeah. Hey, check out all the uh, NFL Gambling Podcasts. we got a bunch of great shows getting kicked out every day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And as you see at the bottom of the screen now, J-Mark, this, I'm telling you, I love this feature right here. <laughs> Let's go to uh, the Lock, Dog, and Tease. Uh, we're going three for three this week. i got a good feeling, brother. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, so let's see my lock here. Oh, I am going to I'm gonna roll the dice with these giants. I know it's it's an ugly line because it looks too obvious, but I just I can't fade dabble at this point. So I'm locking the giants at plus three. I'll keep going back and forth on this one for my lock. Go I ahead want and to lock commanders. I, 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 <laughs> um <laughs> You know, I really want to lock up the total in that Buccaneers-Panthers game. That's my favorite (laughs) side. But this is a sides. You know what? I'm with you. I'm going to lock up Washington plus five and a half. Even if they lose, I don't think they're going to lose because Green Bay is not covering by an average of eight points. So you do the math. They're going to lose by three to Washington. Um, I'll I'll lock up Washington plus five and a half. This is going to be a barn burner, ugly game. Last week, I was so against your team. This week, I am just all in cheering for them. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your support. Absolutely. Um, for my dog, I, I was going to take the Giants and double dip lock and dog at plus 140. But I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, um, that's my official dog. But you know, I don't like taking these small dogs. So I'm going to do a little um, double here. We're going to go Giants and Colts on the money line. It's plus 428. So four to one, um, and I like both of those teams to win outright. So my official dog is the Giants, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap those two up as a little bonus bet. Do I dare give out the Panthers <laughs> <laughs> plus four seventy? I mean, this is a team that just lost to Pittsburgh, who seems oh, almost man. as bad. <laughs> I'm looking at this. I it's between them and uh, the Lions. I. You know, I the Lions they, they they just know how to lose. I'm gonna go with the biggest dog of dogs. I'm gonna give out Carolina. I don't even know who's playing quarterback, but I can't get behind this Tampa Bay team right now. Don't like the vibes I'm getting. I'm going Carolina as a big big dog plus four thirty. I love it, love it. So, yeah. And if that hits, we're gonna have a bunch of listeners next week. So be oh, yeah. prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep pounding, baby. Where are, you right. going for, where are you going for your tease, man? So even though I don't think the Falcons are going to cover, I think they're going to be close enough. So I got Falcons plus 12, Panthers plus 16 and a half because there's no way these Buccaneers are going to win by 17 points. And then Ravens by half a point tease them down. So Falcons, Panthers, and Ravens. How about you? I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease down some favorites. Cincinnati down from six and a half to a half a point. I'm going to tease Dallas down to one, a little nervous about that one, but you know, I think they find a way to get the dub and then I will tease Baltimore down to a half point. So three favorites at that touchdown mark. I'm going to tease them all down and that'll be my tease for uh, week number seven. Not counting when Detroit got destroyed by the Patriots. Or, um, we know that this team likes to be in games until the very end. So it's a great play. Um, I I don't think they can win that game. I really don't. They they're just notorious for blowing it. It doesn't matter who's coaching, who's quarterbacking. 
who's on the team, what draft picks they brought in. Like they're just notorious for blowing games. It's crazy. I'm going to make the bold prediction that they lose on a walk-off field goal in Dallas. I like it. I and like it, it. It's perfect for the media. They can run with that narrative about Dak, but Detroit yep. just finds a way to lose another game. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, before we get out of here, man, tell everybody where to find you. I know everybody tuning in on YouTube can see your Twitter handle right there, but you can tell everybody where to find you on your other show as well. Yeah, follow me at JMark Football. Check out Old Fashioned Football. Um, join us every Wednesday at 2.30. We're going to be live streaming every Wednesday, so um this is the new thing we're going live and yep. i'm excited about it my yeah, my no. wife didn't do all the hard work putting together my nice background here for nothing so <laughs> <laughs> well yeah no you guys can uh watch us drink some beer and whiskey too if these picks don't start turning around as well uh, <laughs> it, but they are i got a good feeling about this especially with our lock dog and tease um, you guys can find me. I'm still looking for my, there we go. Uh, at Moneyline underscore Mac in the discord as well. Uh, J Mark mentioned it, man. Go check out all our other channels, the college experience with those guys of uh, college football is still in the middle of things. This is the best time of year, October. You got the MLB playoffs. Those guys have handicapped all 162 games. The NBA gambling podcast that season just started right now. Uh, Celtics got in the win column. Shout out to, uh, Boston, Joe Missoula. And um, what else to start? Oh, college basketball here in a couple weeks. Yep. So, this, in the NHL gambling podcast, and even golf. And of course, you can also go over to uh, for your fantasy football content over at uh, Old Fashioned Football. That's where I get all my content as well. But, J Mark, before we get out of here, you got any last thoughts? Subscribe, um, rate, review, all that stuff. All that good stuff. Um, and like I said, come back, join us in the YouTube. You can type your comments and we're, we're happy to answer questions on the on the uh, on air, I guess. I didn't say on the phone, but we're, we're not on a phone. We're we're on a computer. So, <laughs> yes. Well, that hey, I, I don't got anything else other than I can't wait to see everybody next week when uh, the Panthers went out right on the plus 430 money line. I'm some cash out. Good luck, everybody. A week number seven. And don't forget to let it ride.